the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. And good morning. I'm Gary Randall. Thank you so much for joining me today. It's Wednesday, January the 19th, 2022, in the year of our Lord. Today, on January 19, 1981, the United States and Iran signed an accord paving the way for the release of 52 Americans held hostage for more than 14 months. You may recall that President Reagan had come to Washington, D.C., and a lot of things changed. This was one of many. Today, in 1861, Georgia became the fifth state to secede from the Union. Today, in 1915, Germany carried out its first air raid on Britain during World War One. They had a pair of Zeppelins. They dropped bombs into Great Yarmouth and King's Lynn in England. Today, in 1942, during World War II, a German submarine sank the Canadian liner RMS Lady Hawkins off Cape Hatteras, North Carolina, killed 251 people. 71 survived from that incident, however. Today, in 1953, CBS-TV aired the episode of I Love Lucy. In the episode, um, interestingly enough, Lucy Ricardo, played by Lucille Ball, in the episode that was aired today in 1953, she gave birth to Little Ricky on the TV show. Coincidentally, the same day that that program aired today in 1953, Lucille Ball started getting contractions. They took her to the hospital. She gave birth to her actual son, Desi Arnaz Jr., the same day. Interesting. Today in 2005, the American Cancer Society reported that cancer had passed heart disease as the top killer of Americans age 85 and younger. Today in 2009, Russia and Ukraine signed a deal restoring natural gas shipments to Ukraine and paving the way for an end to the nearly two-week cutoff of most Russian gas to the freezing Europe. I have an inclination to wonder out loud if Joe Biden was somehow involved in that, making money on one end or the other of it since he spent his life in politics. But I won't wonder that out loud. Today in 2020, health officials in central China reported that 17 more people had been diagnosed with this new coronavirus. It had already killed two patients. Yeah, I think one of the patients that it had killed, quote-unquote, was a doctor who was talking too much, if I recall. But those are some of the things that happened today in history. The thing that I hear people say, particularly in the last, even since the beginning of this new year, they've talked about, and they're often referring to the fact that they feel so vulnerable People in general, not Christians, just people, not even conservatives, just people of all persuasions. 
and beliefs. They feel so fragile. They feel so vulnerable. I was thinking about that the last couple of days. It was on my mind this morning. I couldn't help but think of Romans chapter 8. You know these verses, but let me share them with you. If, if you felt a little vulnerable, felt a little fragile sometimes. For I am persuaded that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor height, nor depth, nor any other creature shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus, our Lord. Continuing with that theme, Paul wrote to the Philippians, being confident of this very thing, that he which hath begun a good work in you will perform it until the day of Jesus Christ. That's God's response to our vulnerabilities. God is with you. He's with me. He's with us as we walk with him. I was reading just devotionally, personally, not really thinking of this program, but I was reading a little bit early this morning, and I, I thought, I've got to share some of this with you. I've got a lot to talk about today, about elections and one thing or another, but I just, I got to share some of what I was reading this morning. Abraham Lincoln once said, I'm going to talk a little bit about Abraham Lincoln in a few minutes as well, but... Abraham Lincoln said, I have been driven many times to my knees by the overwhelming conviction that I had nowhere else to go. Um, no one is exempt from feeling a little fragile sometimes. Billy Graham once said, heaven is full of answers to prayers for which no one ever bothered to ask. C.S. Lewis said this, he said, God whispers to us in our pleasures speaks in our conscience, but shouts in our pains. It is his megaphone to rouse a deaf world. Martin Luther made this comment, not King, just Luther, Martin Luther, the Lutheran. He said, I have held many things in my hands and have lost them all. But whatever I have placed in God's hands, that I still possess. Oswald Chambers once said, some prayers are followed by silence because they are wrong. Others because they are bigger than we can understand. And Charles Spurgeon, the great preacher, he said, Have your heart right with Christ and he will visit you often and so turn weekdays into Sundays, meals into sacraments, homes into temples, and earth into heaven. <laughs> Tozier said, A.W. Tozier said, it's not what you did, but what you could have done if you allowed the Lord to work his will in your life. And finally, let me share this with you. D.L. Moody. D.L. Moody was a man for the people. He spoke the people's language and moved a lot of people, as we know. D.L. Moody once said, the best way to show that a stick is crooked is not to argue about it, or to spend time denouncing it, but to lay a straight stick alongside it. I want to try to lay a straight stick alongside of a couple of things today. Not my stick, but God's stick. God's principles. God's values. God's virtues. 
I want to thank you for supporting this ministry. It means a great deal to me because I feel very strongly called to do this. But as strongly as I feel called to do it, had God not brought those of you who support us alongside of this effort, it would not have happened. I am keenly aware of that, and I thank you. I thank the Lord for his calling and his blessing on all of you who help us. But I also am aware that if you did not respond to the Lord speaking to your heart to support this ministry, it would not happen. So thank you. And I mean that from the bottom of my heart. Our address is Box 399, Bellevue, Washington, 98009. Box 399, Bellevue, 98009. You can also go online on our website, faithandfreedom.us. Not .com or .net or something, .us, like United States. And there's a tab. You'll see the tab when the first page comes up. There's a tab there that says Donate. Click that, and you can make an online donation. Thank you so much. Well, speaking to reporters yesterday, interestingly enough, Senator Joe Manchin, he's the Democrat from West Virginia that has basically brought his own party to a standstill. He and Kirsten Cinema from Arizona, both Democrats, but they're not going along with Chuck Schumer and the Democrats and Nancy Pelosi and the bunch of leadership. Joe Manchin said, no, he can't vote for these bills that Biden has been putting out there as his signature legislation. Cinema said the same thing. She said, I can't vote for this. She said, I may agree with the content of it, but I can't vote for it. And she has given the reasons. The reasons are that the Democratic Party is willing to violate some of the most fundamental principles of government to get their far-left progressive bills passed. And so far, and there's no sign that they're going to change their mind, Manchin and Cinema have said no to their own party. Interestingly enough, in doing so, they have, in a de facto way, stood with the Republican Party. Yesterday, the the reporters were all over Joe Manchin. He's from West Virginia. He said, we already have laws and rules in place to ensure people have the right to vote. He said, we don't have to, we don't have to pass this, this voting legislation that the president is pushing so hard. He said, we have that. He said, and even though people act like we're going to obstruct people from voting, that's not going to happen. He said, we have the laws in place. We just have to, we just have to honor them and act on them. He said, there are a lot of people out there. Somebody asked him a question in the form of a statement. One of the reporters said, there are a lot of people out there who are saying that you're making it so that they're not going to be able to vote in the next election. Manchin responded, and he said, the law is there. The rules are there. And basically, the government, he said, the government will stand behind them and make sure that they have the right to vote. We have that. The things they're talking about now in court, he said, The courts have struck down, like in Ohio, they struck down the gerrymandering. Things are happening, okay? We act like we're going to obstruct people from voting. That's not going to happen. This is not a Republican talking. This is a Democrat. I can only imagine the pain and suffering, if he's aware fully of what's happening, I think he is, of Joe Biden in his private moments. People from his own party are taking a stand publicly against him. 
that would bruise his ego, and it certainly has set back his far, far left agenda. So we'll see how this plays out over the next few days. But I, I find it interesting. And, you know, I just see in this on a personal level, I see I'm reminded of something I've seen throughout my lifetime. God's ways are higher than our ways sometimes. There always are. But sometimes it's so visible. His thoughts are higher than our thoughts. Isaiah got that right. We get it right when we finally see that in our day in which we live. It's an interesting time to be alive. I I know that God is very active in the affairs of man because God is involved personally with the human race because he created us. He became flesh. His son, only begotten son, Jesus Christ, became flesh and dwelt among us so that we could have eternal life. That is being very involved in our individual lives. And so, Having said that and knowing that God is, we know that God is involved in every aspect of our lives, including our cultural and collective life as a nation, as a community, and certainly as individuals. So with that in mind, we look at what's happening in our culture. But today I want to just try to, to the best of our ability, try to lay down a stick, a straight stick, alongside a very crooked stick, and make the point, as D.L. Moody said some years ago. The Democrats are saying that 2022, the election, is rigged. It hasn't even happened yet, but they're saying it's rigged in advance. (laughs) Like, what? For more than a year, the Democrat Party and its operatives, with assistance of the press, of course, They've been taking out every conservative voice that uttered a word about the 2020 election being rigged. Trump has been banned for life from some social media platforms, Twitter, I think Facebook, I can't remember, companies including OAN, I talked about OAN yesterday, being taken down by DirecTV that's owned by, 70% of it is owned by AT&T. OAN is being taken off their carrier, off their air their cable transmissions and so that will essentially bring them down or nearly so they know this direct tv knows it at&t knows it they just disagree with their message it's conservative individuals are being mocked and shunned even even for suggesting that there was any wrongdoing in the 2020 election in fact speaking of the 2020 election it's now bled over it's not just about the election It's very personal. The New York Times is reporting this morning that New York's attorney general said in court papers that Donald Trump's family business repeatedly engaged in fraudulent and misleading practices. They're way beyond the political arena now, and they're probing into the Trump family's business. If they're going to do that, I I have to wonder, will we also probe into the Biden family business of peddling power? I doubt that. But they say that there's now this all this fraudulent and misleading practices in the Trump organization. I'm not defending Trump. I don't know what Trump does. I've never met Donald Trump. But the filing came in response to Mr. Trump's effort, recent effort, to block the New York State Attorney General, the New York Times says, 
from questioning him and two of his adult children under oath as part of a civil investigation of his business, the Trump Organization. No, it's not about the riot on January 6th. That's just one of many tools that they could use to bring down a guy they really hate, Donald Trump. And it isn't just Trump. It's whomever. Now Democrat politicians are claiming that it is the conservatives, the Republicans, who will prevent fair and midterm elections in November, and they say that without even a, even a shadow of embarrassment or, I don't know, they just say it as though there's no reason why anyone should not believe them after they have been taking down and are taking down everyone who suggested there was wrongdoing in the last presidential election. You talk about duplicity and hypocrisy. It is more than knee-deep. We're drowning in it. The Daily Caller reported yesterday in an article, they said, with Democrat Senators Joe Manchin of West Virginia and Kirsten Sinema of Arizona refusing to eliminate the filibuster and pass a pair of election reform bills, Democrat politicians are claiming that Republicans will prevent fair midterm, midterm elections in November. The two bills are Freedom to Vote Act and this John Lewis Voting Rights Adva- Advancement Act. They will what, what they will do, what they're trying to do with this is to effectively nationalize elections by preventing states and locales or localities from setting limits on absentee ballots. It's the absentee ballots and it's the harvesting of ballots. In other words, people go through neighborhoods and say, oh, I'll take your ballot. We want to be sure it gets counted and blah, blah, blah. They take those and they fiddle with them. They change them and sometimes they're blank and they use them. They do. It's happening. I mean, it's a matter of fact. There's many, many, many incidents that have been uh, validated where they're doing this. So the Republicans are taking a position against this, of course. But what Schumer is trying to push through, Nancy Pelosi did in the House, but it hasn't passed and apparently is not going to pass the Senate, even by using the, by nuking the, the, um, the bill that would keep it from from doing so. So this is where it is right now. But they claim that these policy changes that they want, which federalizes national elections, and it just opens the door completely to ballot harvesting, and this there's no real limits on absentee ballots. Well, the president... In Atlanta a few days ago, remember that speech he gave or sort of gave? He said, history has never been kind to those who've sided with voter suppression over voters' rights. Casting opponents of the bills, as he said they are, anyone who opposes his bills, are heirs of segregationists. And laws requiring voter ID and banning line warming, he said, are Jim Crow 2.0. Line warming is when people are lined up to vote and they go in. If it's cold, uh, people will come out from various parties, political parties, and they'll give them uh, hot chocolate or coffee or whatever. If it's a hot day, they bring out bottles of water for them and everything. That's called line warming. It's The thought is that if we're real nice to these people, maybe they'll vote for you know our person or vote for our party or whatever. 
it's been going on for a long time, and there's some issue about that as to whether it should be legal or not. But it is at this point, I, I, I think, to a certain point. Anyway, Biden also claimed that those who support the stricter ID standards are only doing so to subvert an election. During her Martin Luther King speech, Vice President Harris, she claimed that opponents of the legislation wish to, quote, interfere with our elections to get the outcomes they want and to discredit those they do not. They are claiming some of the same grievances that they are destroying conservatives for even raising the question. Senator Elizabeth Warren, she was on CBS Mornings yesterday. She said the GOP-led legislators across the United States are trying to prevent black people, brown people, college students, and people who live on tribal reservations from voting. She doesn't know a whole lot about people who live on tribal reservations. I do, but she doesn't. She's claimed her whole life, and she's gotten a lot of perks, that she was part, what was it, Cherokee, I think? She, when she was finally cornered here a few years ago, when she was running for president, I think, and they found out through a blood test that, or a, some kind of a, a test that she didn't have any more Cherokee than most Americans. In fact, she had less than most Americans, and she's made a career out of being, quote, a Cherokee. She's gotten teaching jobs and a lot of other opportunities because of her minority status. But she said, understand it this way, voting is foundational. She said, this is the whole premise of our democracy. And before we get to the procedural part, keep this in mind. The state legislators all across the country controlled by Republicans are doing everything they can to keep people from voting. Who are, who are they trying to keep from voting? Black people, brown people, college students, people who live on tribal reservations, trying to keep those folks from voting because they might vote Democrat. Every single senator who is a Republican in the United States Senate has said they're not going to do anything. They're letting the states do whatever they want. Well, uh, that has been a tradition that states have had rights in America. But yesterday, Senator Chuck Schumer, he put out a stern warning. I mean, a really angry look on his face. And he was kind of had his fist clenched. He was pounding on a little lectern when he said this. But he said to Republicans and Democrats, he said, we are going to vote. We are going to vote on the record. Now, that was meant as a threat, particularly to Democrats, but to Republicans as well, that if they don't vote for the Biden legislation, then come election time, the Democrats are going to take this to the American public and tell them essentially what Elizabeth Warren was telling CBS yesterday morning, that anyone who doesn't agree with Biden's signature legislation are really targeting black people and brown people and college students and people who live on the reservation and blah, blah, blah. There was once a time when that threat might have carried some weight, but not not today. They're so out of touch. People aren't going to respond to that negatively or positively. But I'm certain they'll go ahead with the vote, and then they'll say, look, here's the list of names. That, but, well, it's already, everybody knows it that's paying attention. There's no new news there. But how broken is our system? Who's right? The Republicans say there was mischief in handling the ballots in 2020. Misuse of electronic counting, ballots cast on behalf of dead people, thousands of 
non-citizens casting votes. There's little, really little evidence that that didn't happen. The Democrats, who apparently think the 2020 election was fine, but the upcoming 2022 midterm election will not be fine because they can see the handwriting on the wall. They're going to take a hit politically. Whole people groups will be locked out, suppressed from voting. It's the end of democracy in America. That's their message. There was one hint of who is right in all of this ruling Thursday, last Thursday in Wisconsin. A judge ruled that ballot drop boxes and ballot harvesting cannot be used in the midterm elections because there is no statutory authority for the practices. That's in this one state in Wisconsin. He said absentee ballot drop boxes were used widely during Wisconsin elections in 2020. Wisconsin Elections Commission issued memos to Wisconsin clerks in March and August of 2020, the judge says, encouraging their use, stating their absentee ballots do not need to be mailed by voter or delivered by the voter in person to the municipal clerk, but instead could be dropped in these drop boxes spread all over the neighborhoods. He said the advice, the judge said the advice was contrary to state law. Voting is a constitutional right, but state law makes clear that voting by absentee ballot is a privilege exercised wholly outside the traditional safeguards of the polling place. He goes on and says a lot more, but he makes the point. It's all good and nice, he says, but there's no authority to do it. In Atlanta, President Biden told America we must choose which side we're on, the side of Lincoln or the side of Jefferson Davis. Let's take a minute and look at Lincoln. Lincoln was once asked as we entered the Civil War, Mr. Lincoln, do you think God is on our side? Lincoln's answer has been quoted often. He said, sir, my concern is not whether God is on our side. My greatest concern is to be on God's side, for God is always right. Lincoln deeply believed that. It cost him dearly. It cost him his life for his beliefs. But earlier in his political career, he gave a speech that rocked many of his fellow politicians, including some Republicans. We know it as the House Divided speech. I wrote an article on this today and in it at faithandfreedom.us. There's a link to his entire speech if you haven't read it. It's not that long. But in Mark, the Gospel, chapter 3, verse 25, Jesus says, If a house be divided against itself, that house cannot stand. Matthew, in his Gospel, chapter 12, verse 25, also quoting Jesus, gives a little more detail. And Jesus knew their thoughts and said unto them, Every kingdom divided against itself is brought to desolation, and every city or house divided against itself shall not stand. Lincoln began his speech with this. He said, A house divided, drawing from the words of Jesus, A house divided against itself cannot stand. I believe this government cannot endure permanently half slave and half free. I do not expect the union to be dissolved. I do not expect the house to fall. But I do expect it will cease to be divided. It will become all of one thing or all of the other. He then proceeded to lay out all the problems of his day. And in conclusion, he said of our founding, of strange, discordant, and even hostile elements we gathered from the four winds and formed and fought the battle through, under the constant hot fire of disciplined, proud, and pampered enemy. He said, did we brave all then to falter now? when the same enemy is wavering, dissevered, and belligerent? I would just say to you today, have we come this far 
to hand America to those who seek to remake it, in the words of Obama, into something that none of us have ever known. I'll see you tomorrow. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.